is Mike Cernich from Danger and Playing Real Mindset, and I have a special guest that I'm going to talk him up for a little bit because he's been highly influential to me, and I've still trolled him a little bit, and here's what I mean. I'm talking- You trolled me? About podcast ratings. All right, good. I said you got to get more ratings. So James Altucher has been a big influence on me and why I do what I do because his book is called Choose Yourself, and the message is that the jobs are all gone, your boss hates you, nobody's going to discover you. If you want to do anything in life, you're going to have to choose yourself, build your own brand, do your own hustle, forget about trying to get a book deal, self-publish. So that's kind of why I started my podcast and, and wrote my book. But what I noticed is James has like 10 times the audience that I had at the time. And I go, why do I have more podcast ratings and reviews than he does? Well, because he never asked for them. So I go, James, really you got to choose you yourself. Gotta ask. You yeah. know, I was once going to write a book called The Power of Ask. And then Amanda Palmer wrote, I don't know, some BS book about the art of asking. And so I didn't write it, but you're right. I have to ask and I should do that. I'm a little shy about that. Yeah, and that's part of like the choose yourself. Rate and review my podcast. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll, I'll leave a link to rate and review his podcast. And you realize there's so much power in that where people go, oh, I didn't even know you could leave an iTunes review or I never even thought about it. And then I had 100 ratings in like 48 hours or something like that. That's great. Well, look, I'm so happy. We met just randomly a week ago just running into each other in Union Square. I'm so glad you came up to me. And then I looked you up and of course, Danger and Play, it's like one of my favorite blogs. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Well, he was on a date, so I wanted to build him up, see? You right? did, it was yeah. great. So, so what actually happened is, I was walking through Union Square, I just read an article by him, and I go, eh, you know what? He was said he has a dinner with his friend, Camille, I think? He wrote, Live Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Oh, yeah, come on, Rory, come on. Rory, Love Yourself as yeah. Your Life Depends On It. Good book, by the way. And I, boy, it'd be cool to meet James one day. Kid you not, 20 minutes later, I'm walking through Union Square and I go, 20 minutes later? Just yeah, 20 minutes 20, later. I swear to God, we were at dinner. I was reading when I should have been talking, you know, to Shauna. But, <laughs> and I go, James, out the church. He goes, What, really? And then I look and he's on a date and I thought, Well, I got to talk your book up, I got to build your brand. Because good you're on, job, forget man. about me. You were like my wingman. Yeah, I wasn't trying to like promote my brand or make myself look good to her. I wanted to make you look good. And I think that's part of, you know, choosing yourself. It's also totally true. building other people up because when you build other people up, they're going to build you up too. Well, it's an important thing. People should realize their, their real biggest asset in life is the network of people around them. And you do that by giving without expectation. So in general, I try to do that like every day for someone, you know, just... Just, and that's how you build the network. And even introducing other people, that builds the network. Because if they become a strong connection, your network just increases exponentially. And we sort of call that the abundance mindset, which is people think fame and success is a zero-sum game, right? Oh, if I build you up, then that'll diminish me. No, it's never that case. Like, look at, look at for instance, the beat movement of writers. Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, William S. Burroughs, all those guys, they all knew each other. They grew up and they, you know, Allen Ginsberg edited William S. Burroughs' Naked Lunch. They all like worked together on building each other up. You look at like the artist scene, you know, for in the 60s and the 50s, like from Jasper Johns, Jackson Pollock, then Andy Warhol, Roy, Roy Lichtenstein, they were all building each other up. They were, a, I don't call it like a subculture, they were a scene and a scene evolves. When you find your scene, it evolves together. Uh, another great example, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, they would hang out with each other at the same clubs when they were just starting out in like 1962. So all of these scenes grew up together. It never happens without a scene. Uh, again, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, little kids running around at the homebrew club, all the same scene. Yeah, I always call it, I say I like to look three ways, which is I like to look up at people who are at a higher level, see what they're doing. And I like to look at my peers, see what they're doing. But I always, and this sounds bad, look down, but I always try to find people who are maybe unknown 
and build them up too. Well, you know, there's um, the martial arts uh, instructor, Frank Roberts, uh, Ryan Holiday, talks about him in his new book, Ego is the Enemy, so I'm gonna build Ryan Holiday up a little bit. But Frank Roberts says, everybody in training for something, and we're all in training for something, needs a plus minus equal. It's exactly what you just said. Find someone you can learn from, find someone who challenges you, find someone you can teach. And you build up actually a lot of people, don't you? Unknown people. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much about helping people try to choose themselves. Like, I really believe in this idea that if you're not choosing yourself, someone else is and the results won't be that good for you. Okay, so you have to choose again. yourself. I know what you mean by that, but elaborate for people listening who don't know what you mean by that. If, if you're, let, let's take a situation where um, you feel, let's say you want to write a book. You feel you need a publisher to choose you so you could be published. Well, you may never find a publisher, so the results are gonna be miserable, or you may find a publisher, they're gonna get the bulk of all the money and all the credit for your book. If you choose yourself and self-publish, and this is just a simple example, basic example, you'll actually end up making more money on a successful book. Uh, so, or, or if you're at a job, a job by definition means you're working harder and creating more value than you're making because the company and your boss and his boss are making part of the value that you're creating. So all up and down the value of the chain, the people who are choosing you instead of you choosing yourself, they're making more money than you. So if you don't, you need to choose yourself to start moving up the value chain so you're capturing more money in the value you're creating. So again, I'll say it, if you're not choosing yourself, it's a guarantee someone else is choosing you and the results won't be as good for you. Yeah, I was giving a seminar recently for my Gorilla Mindset stuff and I said, I brainwash myself. People say, you, what you believe isn't true and I go, well, I don't give a fuck, you know? I brainwash myself because if you don't brainwash yourself, somebody else is gonna brainwash you. Yeah, another way, a, a, a kind of thing I think of whenever I wake up, I try to wake up every morning stupid. So I just pretend I'm, I wake up and I'm like, I'm the stupidest person in the world, there's nothing I know, and now I just need to start learning for the day. Another way I think about it is, I imagine, what if when I wake up, I'm like an alien that just landed, I have no idea where I am, and this is my mission for just one day, is to like, it's almost like this quantum leap thing, like I have to help this body out that I'm in, almost helpless, but I have to help out this body that I'm in for, for one whole day without knowing anything about him. So, so that's another way to kind of keep that simple mind. And when you do that, you realize you've been taught a lot of bullshit. Oh, completely, almost everything. Think of, think of one thing we've been taught that hasn't been bullshit. Not that, not that everything is false or all science is false. I'm not saying the earth isn't round or whatever, but just be skeptical of, of everything. You know, yeah. there's a reason to be skeptical for everything. Well, I noticed too with ego, people don't like to be proven wrong, but my sort of breakthrough one day is I go, did you just go to the mountain by yourself, meditate for 30 days, and reach all of these views about the world. And I realized almost no thought was original. Somebody else had put that there. Yeah, completely. And then I said, okay, well, why don't I just make up my own shit? Oh, I plagiarize everything I do almost. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, occasionally an original thought comes along, but it's very difficult. Right, and then you realize a lot of what you're taught is for an agenda, to get you to, to buy a house, for example. You're anti-home ownership, but when you look behind the message of it, most of what we believe, war, college, home ownership, does what? Enslaves you. Yeah, and not only enslaves you, but again, you have to look at what's the agenda. So there's a, a $15 trillion mortgage industry. Do you think you think that, you know, a trillion dollars is a lot of money. 15 trillion is 15 times that. Do you think the people behind that industry want you to even think for a second that home ownership is not the right thing to do with your life? No, so I'm not saying, right now I won't say either way, but just be careful of the agendas. 
war, obviously, even Eisenhower referred to the military-industrial complex. He was a general, so he knew what he was talking about. Uh, general and a president, obviously. So, so clearly, there's an agenda with every war that's that's behind the scenes that we don't really know about. We don't know what's discussed. We all get motivated by propaganda, but then we have to figure out later what the real agenda was. History will tell us, hopefully, the agenda. You know, with college, another uh, trillion or so dollars in student loan debt that's backed by the government. So, of course, they want to keep making money in this way. You can't even default on your student loan debt. It's against the law for a 22-year-old to default on their student loan debt. So, you know, they'll start garnishing wages. You'll never be able to work again. You have to flee the country, whatever. So, look at for look for the agendas behind every campaign that you're in. There's always an agenda. Okay, so what's some advice then people who are kind of unplugged? Because I, I found that there's two parts to it. One, you have to free yourself from mind slavery. And our brains have been completely enslaved into believing shame, guilt, indebtedness. You have to do the right status. For example, I've noticed people say, well, you self-published your book. And I go, yeah, and I've sold way more copies than most people ever will, and I get a bigger royalty. But they're kind of caught in the game that, oh, it's not a real book unless Simon & Schuster... Unless you were chosen, right. Yeah. Some intern at Simon & Schuster had to say this was a halfway decent book, and then they do no marketing for it and you make no money. As opposed to you self-publishing, you're in charge of the marketing and the pricing, and you can do what you want with it, and then you can write another book and just publish whenever you want. But um, I'm going to promote another guy, Hugh Howey. I don't know if you've read his stuff. No. He wrote Wool, self-published it. Um, great, great. It was, it's number one right now in science fiction. Uh, he wrote an analysis analyzing all self-published books with traditionally published books. It turns out the self-published books have higher star ratings, so they're, high, they're better reviewed, meaning they're probably higher quality, and they make more money, they sell more copies. So they, uh, meaning he tracked their Amazon sales rankings. So again, there's this kind of societal stigma, but when you really look at the facts and are skeptical, there should be no stigma at all. There just happens to be. So it's good to be kind of skeptical always. Well, and the agenda is the publishing company keeps all the power. Sure, publishing company keeps all the power and the bookstores keep a lot of the power because they make their money from the publishing company. People don't realize when they walk into a Barnes and Noble and see the staff recommends this book, and you see the cover, no, nobody recommended that. The publishing company paid Barnes & Noble. This is a big source of revenues for Barnes & Noble. Always look at the agenda. Everything you look at is, is we're all in a theater, and you have to decide if you're gonna be the actor or the audience, so, so or the writer. So part one then would be, you wanna to go to that beginner's mind and, and undo the agenda. Now somebody goes, okay, I've done that. Now what do I do with my life? Well, really important, um, really important is to remember that you can't do anything in isolation. You need to be around other like-minded people. You need to be around positive people. If, you know, so this is so important. You, you can't be around people who put you down or who, who are um, putting the way of life you want to live down. I mean, it's okay if they want to give constructive criticism. You don't want to isolate yourself from, from you know, you, you don't only want to be around people who have the same opinion as you, but you want to be around, in general, positive people who make you feel better about yourself. To the extent that even if you sit down at a table and there's one toxic person at that table, you should get up and go to another table because toxicity is contagious and will destroy you. But also important is physical health. Everybody's got limitations on where they can be physically healthy, but we can all sleep eight hours a day. We can all eat a pretty good diet. We can all you know, get some exercise or walk around or move. And then finally, creativity. Everybody should try to be creative every day because if you're not creative, then 
all the messages that society is trying to program us with will just overwhelm us. So what I try to do at the very least is sit down and write 10 ideas a day, 10 new ideas for myself a day. They could be ideas to help a friend, they could be ideas to start a business, they could be ideas for books I wanna write, they could be just not, they could be ideas of new flavors Pringles should have, they could be anything. But just write 10 ideas a day, practice that creative muscle, because within, you know, it's a, it's a muscle like anything else, a little atrophy if you don't use it, Within six months, you'll be like an idea machine, like your Which idea your muscle. Book. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so there's a book, uh, you know. So I wrote Choose Yourself, all about the idea muscle. Uh, 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 then uh, the, the the book, the idea, how to become an idea machine, was written. And uh, you want to be an idea machine so that you can overcome all the people who are trying to bombard you with their propaganda. And also then you come up with ideas for how to make money, which is an important part of freedom. And then what else you're not telling the people that you do is, then you email people your ideas about their business. Yeah, so I've emailed Amazon, Google, LinkedIn. I've emailed a hundred different companies, a thousand different companies. Most of the time nobody responds. Sometimes they do and it creates either network for me or it creates opportunities. Uh, I've been out to Seattle to visit Amazon. I've been out to California to visit both Twitter and LinkedIn. It's been such a great benefit to me to just meet people this way. It's like a great thing. If you if you really provide value to people, they'll respond. And you do that without any expectations? No expectations. Most people don't write me back. Another thing I do, which is kind of fun, is I'll look back through my emails from like, let's say six or seven years ago. So I did this today. I'll look back and see, oh, six years ago, someone asked me to coffee and I never responded. So I'll respond as if they wrote today and I'll say, okay, yeah, let's meet at noon. And people or like, whoa, what did you just, I wrote you six years ago, you never responded. So you would think this person would hate me, but the fact that I just wrote back, now he's back in my network. Right. And maybe we'll meet for coffee at noon, whatever. So, so then your business is largely based on, because I tell people this and they thought I was wrong, you're giving away value and goodwill to the world every day, expecting nothing. Yeah, because that, and I could say I do it selfishly, you try as hard as possible not to, but the reality is when you do that, good things come back to you. Like it's amazing to me um, if you create, if you spend years creating goodwill, it's amazing to me when you finally have your hand out and say, hey, I need help also, how much goodwill comes back to you and helps you. And I'm, I'm benefiting from that every single day of my life. So then it's less about what you can get out of people. Yeah, it's never about what you can get out of people, but you'll be surprised what happens as the results. So don't, don't do it with expectation but just let, plant all the seeds and you'll definitely see the garden grow. Right, so thanks for your time, but I wanna do one more thing. What's the best way a person can choose himself today? The best way you can choose yourself today is just start, even if you, can't, even if you don't think you're creative, even if you don't think you can do it, start writing 10 ideas a day down. Just start improving your creativity. Finally, also, it's really important to be only around good people. That's so important, I can't even stress it enough. You'll get sick and die if you're around toxic people. Thanks for joining me, James. Yeah, thank you. Great.